Hello, Oregon. It's Thursday, July 2nd. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Governor Kate Brown on Wednesday warned Oregonians to comply with new rules to wear masks in public indoor settings, or else new business closures and other economically devastating restrictions could be required. Although coronavirus warning signs are already present largely across the board, Brown said she wanted to wait and see if the new mask requirement would help bring infections back under control. And she implored Oregonians to comply with the latest order. Your actions will determine whether our businesses across the state can stay open, and your actions will determine, frankly, whether we can open schools in the fall. Brown's comments came on the 100th day since she announced a statewide stay-at-home order. Infections in Oregon have skyrocketed since the state started reopening on May 15th, as they have across many states. Wednesday's daily case count set a new record of 281. Brown said the new mask requirement for people 12 and older would be enforceable by law and that violators could be subject to a misdemeanor. But in the same breath, Brown said she did not want police officers to have to enforce it by issuing tickets, hoping instead for voluntary compliance. The governor also urged Oregonians to avoid large gatherings over the 4th of July holiday. As protests over police conduct entered their fifth week in Portland on Wednesday, the state Speaker of the House sent a sharp letter to Mayor Ted Wheeler over police use of force the previous night, saying law enforcement escalated tensions with their tactics. Oregon House Speaker Tina Kotek, a Portland Democrat, called police actions in her district Tuesday completely unacceptable. Officers used tear gas and crowd control munitions to disperse protesters near the Portland Police Association headquarters in North Portland. Some of the tear gas reached bystanders, trapped drivers, and nearby residents. Two independent journalists were also taken into custody. Portland Police Chief Chuck Lovell responded to the criticisms on Wednesday in a prepared statement, saying officers were acting to protect people living nearby. Oregon's two largest business groups are hearing growing concerns from their members about the Metro Regional Government's proposal to raise payroll taxes on Portland-area employers during the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The increase is intended to pay for transportation projects. Neither the Portland Business Alliance nor Oregon Business and Industry, the state's largest business lobbying entity, have staked out formal positions opposing Metro's $7 billion transportation package. But both groups cited simmering angst about seeing another tax during what most observers expect will be a years-long economic crisis. Metro has designed the payroll tax on employers, should it move ahead, to be effective starting in 2022. Metro counselors have also argued that the big-ticket transportation projects would be a boon to the economy, adding high-paying jobs and steady pay for years. Metro is expected to decide whether to place the measure on the November ballot within the next three weeks. Refugees who flee religious or political persecution have always faced challenges adjusting upon their arrival in the United States. But the COVID-19 pandemic has made the transition even more difficult, including for refugees arriving in Portland. The Oregonian and Oregon Live's Selena Tibor has more. There's a number of reasons why refugees are vulnerable to catching COVID-19. Most speak English as a second language. Some have a lack of internet connection and reliable transportation. Many work and live in large congested spaces. They also rely on help from resettlement agencies. They work with refugees to help them secure homes, jobs, and government documentation. 
Now they have to restructure their practices during the pandemic. Tuesday, Multnomah County said African and South Asian immigrant and refugee communities are seeing higher cases of COVID-19. At least 95 individuals have been infected in Portland's Bhutanese community. Salm Subedi, a leader in that community, said there's not enough coordinated effort from the government. He said there's a disconnect between creating resources and providing that information to the community. Some refugees mistrust government because of their past, and community leaders are the best way to pass on information, says Subedi. The county is working with liaisons from refugee groups, but they're having to build those bridges from the bottom up. They said the pandemic is a renewed lesson about the importance of ongoing relationships with refugee and immigrant community leaders. Thanks for listening. You can support our journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.